what time it is, but who I have right now is a motivational speaker, an inspirational junkie, the pint-sized powerhouse, All day. Seneca Dunmore, and it's crazy because I almost didn't know you, I, ain't, I almost didn't know how to say your name. You ain't think of Seneca Wallace? Uh-uh, I did we used to play for Seattle. That's what people always think of. They really? like Seneca Wallace. Yeah. All the time? Really? Mm-hmm. I forgot he existed. I'm sorry, but I, <laughs> I, I forgot that he didn't even play. I didn't even know. But I never would have thought about that. I would have said, I would have butchered the, na- the name so bad. That's why I had to ask you, like, how you say your name? Right. I wouldn't even know. Well, I'm glad you asked. So what, and you said, so you're a motivational speaker. So I am. When, tell me that story. How did that happen? Oh, gosh. Um, crazy story. So I started having digestive issues when I was in college. Uh-huh. That turned into me losing 40 pounds literally overnight, went from 120 pounds to 80 pounds. Um, I was going to all these different gastroenterologists trying to figure out what was wrong. Nobody could make a diagnosis. And so I went in one day after years of throwing up uh, for a simple outpatient procedure called an endoscopy where they stick that long, you know, scope down your throat. Yeah, yeah. They, they like numb you when they do that shit. Or it's like they do. Just... Well, they sedate you. You know, they numb your throat and whatever. It doesn't hurt at all. But um, so when I woke up from that procedure, um, I woke up with a ruptured esophagus and bleeding internally. So they had to rush me into emergency surgery. Cause they stuck that. Yeah. Mm. So they tried to dilate it because they couldn't get the scope down because my throat was so strictured, right? So they tried to dilate it with a small balloon and it ruptured. Yeah, so wake up. Ah, (laughs) Tell me that. Oh, yeah. You could have lied, but you don't want to do that. It'll take the whole formula of the show down the drain. Yeah, it was bad. Um, Woke up with internal bleeding, um, rushed into emergency surgery, woke up in ICU completely blind after about three hours of surgery. So they don't even know why, you know, what caused the blindness, maybe a concoction of all the drugs and things they were administering during the surgery. Um, my side finally returned about four days later when they moved me into my own room, and then that night I was accidentally overdosed on morphine by one of the nurses. These people almost killed you. Yeah, man. Did you sue these people? What, it, it, what it hospital from, was this? It was it went from bad to worse. <laughs> what hospital was this? So I won't have to go there one day. People always ask me that. I'm telling you, it's a great hospital. But you know, thing, things right. happen, and I'm still here. What's the name of it? Methodist. It was Methodist <sighs> Hospital. Where yeah. we call it in Houston? Right, uh, right in the medical center. Yeah, in the medical. They, yeah, the yeah. The crowd, right there. But I'm telling, you, it's it's a great hospital. Trust me, it's a really good hospital. But yeah, things happen. So, um, but anyway, I never talked about it. So. Um, one day I was in church and gave my testimony. My women's ministry director was like, oh, my God, you need to tell more people that story. What and church so, you to? Um, Well, at the time I was going to the church at Bethel's family, but I am now a member of Transforming Faith Christian Center with um, Pastor James Edwards. Yeah. Don't I'm know who he is, but I'm clapping up. Yes. Clap listen, it up. Uh, awesome. Awesome man of God. So come join us someday. You know, I haven't been to church in a long time, but yeah. if you remind me, you know, hey. I will. I'll be texting you like, come on through. Get on up. Go to church. And (laughs) if it's early, I don't know what time you you go to church. Would you be doing bedside Baptist? Nah, it starts at 1030. (laughs) That's not not bad at all. Not bad at all. On a Sunday, that's easy. Well, it's a greater chance now because football season is over. Right, right. I get it. Football season on a Sunday. That was my church. I hear it. That was my church. I I I love this shit. Football. Woo. You can tell me nothing, but I'm watching. I'm at I'm at the house. Don't don't disrupt me. Don't disturb me. I know. 
I'm watching my games, but you keep going with your store. Yeah, yeah. So that's how I started my business. You know, um, I kept being invited to come speak at different conferences and women's organizations and tr- retreats. And a light bulb just went off one day, like, why not get paid to do this? And that's how I started my business. Wow. So you like, is you, are you like the motivational speaker that would like get you and like make you make somebody just think a lot or cry? That's strong. You know, the people. I definitely draw that emotion. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely, I definitely know how to tap into people's emotions and draw it out. That vulnerable place, yeah. Because that's like being a preacher because preachers are basically motivational speakers. Yeah, absolutely. Basically, it's a lecture. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have to learn how to tell a story. I always tell people. You tell the story about the verse. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So you're a motivational speaker, but not in church, basically. Mm hmm. Could you do it? You think you could be a a preacher? Yeah, that's. People always ask me that. I, really? you know, I definitely think I have the gift gift of evangelism, which is basically preaching. You know, you just mm-hmm. giving people a good word and bringing them to the knowledge of Christ. So yeah, I could do it. And I, it's crazy that religion is such a, a touchy subject. Like people don't. I lost. You know, I lost friends by talking about religion. Really? Yes. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I get that. You, yeah, you, it, it's you, a. You have you had friends that, and then y'all had a, a disagreement, and you was like, I can't be friends with you no more. You know, I. I can't remember a time where we've just fallen out because of it. Because, I mean, I have girlfriends who are Buddhist and Hindu. and or not religious at all? Oh, uh, yeah. And I have friends who are atheists. So, yeah. yeah. Come but one, that, come all. And it wouldn't, it wouldn't do anything to you. It wouldn't harm you, right? No, no, no. I oh. mean, I, I, I don't feel like I have to beat my, you know, beat people over the head yes, with yeah. what I believe. It's I what I believe that. and it ain't going to change. You know, it's like I'm yeah. not going to be quiet about it. And if it offends you, I'm sorry. I don't get that. Like, I had, I lost a couple of friends in the past that wow. didn't want to be friends with me because I'm not religious. I never said I ain't believing. I just said I'm not religious. Yeah. I'm spiritual. Well, there's, yeah, there's a difference, you know. Yeah, I was like, dude, like, quick story. Like, I my dad passed away. I remember, like, that weekend after, I was at a, I was in a hotel room, like, at, at a suite. I forgot the name of this uh, hotel. I think it was Comfort Suites or something. One okay. And I was with a, uh, I was with a friend of mine. And <laughs> we, it was like right after he, you know, he passed and everything. Mm-hmm. I swear to God, first first thing I seen, I was laying on the bed. There's like a mirror on the on the wall. Okay, I saw like this white string. I promise you, mm. I was like, whoa, what the fuck was that? So then I get in the shower like 15 minutes later. Mm-hmm. You know, like the hair, the blow dryer, the hair dryer thing. Okay, it's on the wall, right? Doors locked. I'm in the shower. All of a sudden, it falls. I said, bro. <laughs> Come on, dog. Like, is he telling me a sign? Because mm-hmm. this is like right after he passed away. You know, a lot of things. You know, spiritual stuff. I'm like, yo, this is like, this is crazy right now. Right. So I was like, damn. You know what I'm saying? Cause that's how, like, that's how, that's how I became spiritual. Yeah. I never. I, I grew up in the church. I grew up going to a Christian school since I was in kindergarten, all oh, the way okay. to fifth grade. And I was always in the church house every day mm. of the week since I was in kindergarten. And I just some day one day I just like. Then they like really just grew out of it. I was like, man, it's just you know. I just got older, and you know, I started moving around and right. didn't have time to go to church every Sunday. Okay, but I feel like you know, I feel like person. It's cool for person to go to church every day or every Sunday. That's right, cool. if I, that's I what they choose to do. Yeah, but right. I know personally, I can't just go every Sunday because I'm tired from Saturday. You know what I'm saying? I'm, t- I'm really. I hate people. This is one thing I hate when people do this. It's always it's always Christians. Okay, they will say you going to hell. How you know? How you know where I'm going? Mm. If you if you can't, if you don't go to church, you're going to hell. What? Like, did the guy come down and tell you, tell that motherfucker he's going to hell? <laughs> like, 
like, bro, how? I'm, like, I hate when people do that. Mm-hmm. Then another thing is, like, I, a thing I learned, too, and I used to do it when I was younger, people would ask me, what is your religion? Mm-hmm. I would just say, Christian. I would just blur out Christian. Mm-hmm. And I knew I really wasn't, you know, into religion like that. And it's always like, like with black people, we always just say Christian for no reason. When it comes to push on the shove, mm-hmm. why they ask you, Christian. How you feel about that? Like when people, have you ever had that encounter before? If you ask somebody, then you know, like this motherfucker lying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Girl. but I, you know, I'm more concerned with relationship versus religion. You know, religion to me is just a bunch of traditions and things that people get caught up in. That has nothing to do with your relationship with God. You know, yeah. I so. think it's made to separate people. That's my belief. Well, Off yeah. a book I read, I just read. I read a book. It was like religion is made to have all non-Jews go against each other because you always hear like war on religion and things like mm-hmm. that like a war on it but I just, I just feel like it's not a uh, it's a, it's a separation thing yeah you know you got one group of people right here another group and another group and you, right. you fight you bicker divide ah, my religion is better than yours uh-huh. that's how it is that's how I look at it yeah that whole divide and conquer mentality so how you feel about doing hard which, okay first of all you say you're from Houston yes born and raised was you affected by Harvey I wasn't thank God Really? Yeah, literally. I know. My neighborhood was, um, I mean, we got rain, but no flooding in the neighborhood. We couldn't get out of the neighborhood because the main streets were flooded. But, yeah, no. How, how you feel when, why you feel when Joel Osteen was getting that backlash with the Lakewood? He wouldn't let people in. You know, it's funny because I always tell people you never know the situation, right? So I can't judge this man based on him not moving as quickly as everybody wanted him to. When you're running uh, an institution of that magnitude, it's hard to just start to, you know, bring people together. I mean, you got to have security. You got to have all these things in place. That's that's a large. He was worried. I heard he was worried about people stealing. Nah, yeah, I, I would be too. It's like it's <laughs> it was it was like that. Mo- it's like the mm-hmm. moment when like if you would if if a man is with a woman and a fire go out, boom, fire explosion. The woman's gonna look at the man like, oh. <laughs> what are you gonna do? What you gonna do? And I feel like everybody in Houston was like, hold on, there's a big ass complex right here on Fifty Nine mm-hmm. and Greenbrier called Lakewood, formerly known as Compact Center. Mm-hmm. Joe Lostin is the top preacher in the nation right he has the biggest church in the nation motherfucker why you ain't open this church that's how people was looking oh yeah they're like oh, mm, mm, what you gonna do yeah and he ain't he ain't let nobody in it well i don't think he let nobody in period but he didn't he, he knew he was getting backlash so then all of a sudden then he, he gets on social media yeah. and makes his excuse people's like we ain't trying to hear that you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and i felt them. i was like man like joe i'm i but at the same time well i'm glad he did you know i feel like that's only right if you call your man yourself a, you a man of god you know what that, god do yeah people need Open the help arms. yeah but i think the logistics around it in terms of how quickly he opened it and i i, I could care less about that yeah. he did it but after all the backlash well, yeah i mean that's potato, how i look at it potato potato you know, well, maybe, know? You know maybe. <laughs> to me it's just semantics and you logistics. Think about it he was probably flooded out you yeah. know, he probably stayed. Yeah, it's like, who drive. knows if he wasn't able to he get don't there. Stay there. Right. You know, yeah. it's a big-ass church. To me, it's a lot of people. I mean, mm-hmm. shit, it's a lot of people. Yeah. What, 15,000? 
I'm sure more than that. Can you imagine the bucket that's going around? Like, how does the bucket go around to everybody in the stadium? <laughs> you know, Listen, in the church, it's like, you can pass Right? I think they way more sophisticated. They probably that. got an they app. Probably, yeah, they Lakewood probably got app. apps right, and all right kind here. of stuff that they can take those payments. So, yeah. Can you imagine the tip money he getting? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I'll be thinking about that. Like, when it, came to, when it comes to church and pre- preachers, I, I just look at it as like, these preachers got to give a good sermon. The better your sermon, the bigger the tip is. Hmm. The bigger, the better the service at a restaurant. Your wait, your waiter or waitress give you the bigger right. the tip. Yeah, that's how it is. Tip your bartender, tip your waitress, tip your preacher. Mm-hmm. If you have a bad sermon, I'll give him like three, two dollars. But if he's great and he hit, he hit the spot. Oh, he getting twenty. Imagine hit the spot on everybody in the fifteen thousand times twenty. Right. Anybody know that? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. Well, imagine that's a lot of money. It is. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, like. I, I can see why he getting the backlash, though, but I can understand his side mm-hmm. at the end of the day. But I'm going to ask you this. Now you're a motivational speaker. Yes. Was you ever shy, like, talking in a big crowd? I, can't, I can't remember a time that I was. She I, was always like. Yeah, I've always been comfortable in front of a crowd, comfortable in front of people. I'm an extrovert. I'm a natural extrovert, so I'm energized by people. So mm-hmm. that type of stuff comes really easy for me. Because... I only ask that because, you know, a lot of people I heard, and it's like me too as well, like I used to always be shy. Okay. Then like talk. I ain't like talking in front of like five people. Mm. I couldn't talk in front of everybody in the house. But, you know, a lot of people that's like entertaining and outgoing now. Right. They used to be shy. True. And now people find what they want to do in life and they could be, they have confidence. Yeah. So, I mean, you look at people like Michael Jackson and Janet who are naturally like introverted, but that's their domain, that stage is their territory, so they come alive when they're there. Yeah. But when they're off stage, they're very, you know, reserved and, you know, conservative. But, yeah, when you get into your your domain, your your element, it's easy. Really? Yeah, because I grew, I grew out of the, I grew out of the shyness in 2014. Okay. Grew out of it in 2014. I did, like, a presentation in class. And it's crazy about the Illuminati. It's hmm. crazy, right? And I was temp- yeah, I was late. I was late for a class, and then I asked him about like some type of project. Like, damn, what I'm gonna talk about? Right. Did I, I thought I was gonna bomb it, but I didn't. I was like, shit, I knocked that shit out. Ever since then, whew, years later, I'm doing this. Kai, you couldn't tell me to get on the mic. I would be scared as hell. Okay. What if I cannot get in front of an auditorium now? Yeah, be hard. It'd be nervous as hell. Mm-hmm. It'd be my first time, but. But, you know, that's how a lot of people are, though. That's why I ask you that, because a lot of people do tend to be shy, you know, mm-hmm. introverts. But then when they get out, they, you know, they go into their, whatever they do, like entertainers, that's like their sanctuary. That's like their. That's right. Yeah. The ground. So that's why, that's why I ask that, because I'm I'm the same way. Okay. So I'm actually about this person right here. <laughs> she told me about you. How did how, y'all meet? At uh, the School of Communications at Texas Southern University. Yeah, I was speaking at uh, Clyde Duncan's professional development class. How was she? How was she when you first met her? She oh, was she's, a good person? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. Good, per- good person. Good people. You know I can't say something. <laughs> yeah, you can say something. You can say something. Yeah, she's good people. What do you want to say? I'm good people. You heard me? Mm-hmm. Good people. Yeah, you ain't got to tell you. You can tell me the real, <laughs> the real deal, right? Like, like ah, she was all right. Remember I told her she was good? She was all right. Yeah, nah, I'm good not, people. But now, I, say, I, I, know you, uh, I know you big on sports, though. What you uh, what you, what you watch the most, football, basketball? Uh, probably football. Football. Who your team? 
You know, I don't really have a team. I'm like, I, I'm always rooting for the Texans. I'll, I'll mm-hmm. go down to Dallas and watch the games there because I love their stadium. Oh, you been you been you mm-hmm. been there before? Oh yeah, I, been. I, I still haven't been to Dallas yet. Oh really? They have a phenomenal stadium. So for real? yeah, yeah, I know. I know the stadium is nice, but I never been to the city. I always drove through it. Oh okay. But never been to Dallas. How is it out there? Is it nice? Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a great place. I like it. You being political? What's the word? What, what you, you like it? You know, I've always I'm always there on business, so oh, okay. I haven't had a chance to like really kick it. The only time I really kicked it is like when I'm going out there for Dallas Cowboys games. I'll just stay in Houston. If I have a reason to go, I'll go. I never had a reason to just go to Dallas. Okay. But I want to go one day because everybody goes there. Yeah. Everybody been there at least once. Yeah, people seem to love it. So. I know Monday been there. You've been there. I'm, I'm out of luck. Mm-hmm. I'm out of luck, but now I'm, a, I'm happy this season because my team won the Super Bowl. The Eagles. <laughs> Fly, yeah. Eagles. Fly, goddamn. I, I didn't know we was going to do it. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. But I like the Texans, too. Yeah, but the Eagles is my, you know, it's my my team I ride with. Right, because they came before the Texans, obviously. So mm-hmm. yeah, got to ride with them. What about basketball? I love basketball. I mean, I love watching Steph Curry. He's amazing. I love the Lebrons of the world. There you go. That's the that's who you say first. Yeah, LeBron Dan Curry. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I do, I definitely have a lot of respect for those LeBron guys. Over, Lebron over the Rockets, right? <laughs> right. I mean, the Rockets right. are doing well They're this doing. season. They are like blowing it out of the water, so I'm I'm excited. They are eight, you know. They cool. Yeah. But wait till they put them boys on the East. LeBron, you see, we see, we got our team now. We balling now. Yeah. Huh. You know, I'm happy. At first, I was pissed. I was like, man, what we doing? Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, all right. Now we getting to our to our rhythm. Right. So I see you was on Afro Vibes. Uh-huh. How was that? It was great. I have a girlfriend named Misha Granado who had a show called um, Golden Hughes. And so I was able to talk about what I do and all that good stuff. So I loved it. It was a great show. She's a beautiful spirit. So it was easy to interview with her. How you met, how you, how you met up with her? Like you've been to it before the radio? Yeah, or? she and I actually met through like social media. We were following each other and one day just kind of made the connection like, hey, let's go have coffee or meet up. And so we made that connection and we've been friends ever since. And how did, uh, how did the conversation go as far as like the Afro Vibe show? Like I'm, how is the format of the show? Like what you when you was on, like it was catered to the motivational since you do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking about what I do. Um, at the time, I was working on a conference uh, mm-hmm. called The Power of Positioning. Yeah. And uh, so we were talking about that, kind of doing some promotional material for the conference and all that good stuff. So, yeah. It was cool. Oh, I loved it. I was, cause I seen your Instagram. It's, I seen it. I told you this. It was. It's more like on the, you know, black power, soul, <laughs> natural. You know what I'm saying? You know, you go to certain pages. It's like you uh-huh. can tell the type of person they'll buy like the profile, mm-hmm. and then some you can't. But I can tell straight up. And then I meet you. Mm-hmm. It's like I get this soul sister vibe, soul which is sister. pretty dope. <laughs> That's why I asked you, do you go to Alley Cat? It's like, she like, she go to Alley Cat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I ain't want to assume wrong. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I was, I was right. Yeah. I was right. I'm definitely about my people. What you laughing at? <laughs> she, 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 she always do this to me. Every time. Now we got classic. I got to do. I got to deal with this shit every time. That's too funny. She, I got. She got to watch her. She gonna tell me the real scoop. I know you. Yeah, she cool. She, she all right. She Don't give her all that. Yeah, it's good people. People. I G H T. All right. See my boy Monday. He's just cool. We just chill. We just post up. Mm-hmm. Just cooling. This right here. See her. 
you know, she already getting all she getting popular now on YouTube. When, well, I, had Amy, when I had Amos on her, people laughing at how many, how many? One, two, three. And she, you know, she now she getting her flame. So mm. fame. She getting, <laughs> she, getting, she getting her fame now. Oh, okay. Now she now she thinks she she up there. That is what, Monday, that's we, what it's all about. See, we just we just cool. We just laid back. Right. I had to buy my own. I had to own buy my own water bottle. People. <laughs> yeah, she won't. She. It's cool though. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you seen the shooting with the uh, Florida? You know, it was like I saw it come across my phone or whatever, and I was like, "What is going on?" Another and then I one. saw something today that said, like, every week since twenty eight, you know, since the new year has started, there's been a of a shooting at a school, and I was like. Where have we been, and what is going on? Yeah, it's like, chill, you can't even send your children to school and be safe. It's like every week, every week. Wow. Yeah, yeah, 18 shows. I mean, 18 shows. 18 shootings have happened. Yeah, it's crazy. My, they're going to probably hate me when I say this. Uh-oh. I know. When I seen the, when I seen it on YouTube, and I seen the ABC News mm-hmm. video, about the shooting, I heard the father talk about his daughter. It was the worst nightmare. Okay. You know, oh, my gosh. But when I heard his voice, I'm like, why he don't sound, why he sound so calm? You know what I'm saying? You know, you know if, you had a, if you had a child, mm-hmm. I know I got two boys. If, I, if my boy is at school and they shooting, I'm not trying to get interviewed right now. I'm trying to go, I'm trying to see what the hell's going on with, with my kid at mm-hmm. the school. Fuck the interview. You know what I'm saying? And mm. you sound so calm. You're not like, oh, I'm a, you know, I ain't, fuck that. I don't care about no interview. Mm-hmm. To me, when I see these shootings, I just think of it as, oh, this shit is, it's just full gazer to me. It's just a hoax. I'm not saying every shooting is rigged. Mm. It's fake. But you got to be, you got to be honest with yourself and just be like, hold on. Let's just take 10 steps back. Why we haven't seen any footages? No pictures of these people dead on, in the classrooms. Can you know, put it like this? When you see like these bombings and people dying, mm-hmm. you're going to see somebody recording something. Mm-hmm. You're going to see some pictures. Think about all these shootings. We haven't seen not one video or picture. All we see is the helicopter view, images of people crying. You know what I'm saying? We don't see like the real stuff. So we mm-hmm. got let's just think back. Let's just take 10 steps back and just think about this. Can some of this be hoax? Because we can't believe everything the news tell us. I would hope not. I mean, I won't be. Oh, I'm telling you, that's a dirty joke if it is. Let's think about it. Eighteen shootings. Now one rule change to the schools. Let's get more security. Where's security at? Mm-hmm. If you've seen the shooting happen like that every every what every week since 2018, right? You know what's, what's really going on. Yeah. I just think it's a hoax. That's just me being a conspiracy person. Right. You know what I'm saying? Me being a conspiracy guy, I'm going to be like, hold on, bro. Let me connect the dots here. Is this really, is this real? This is a hoax. Because mm. that was a, if that was fake, he was on the phone. That was a, that was a bad acting job. I'm like, bro, your daughter's in a, clo- a closet in school. Come on, man. I To me, I just don't believe you. Okay. That's just me. That's just me. I want to see pictures. I want to see evidence. I'm an evidence guy. Okay. 
I want to see evidence if people, cause everybody got phones. If it's a high school and something's going on, mm-hmm. there's gonna be there gotta be some one student Snapchatting or Instagram or something like the aftermath. Okay. Like, oh my gosh, look what just happened. Yeah. That's just me. That's just how I look at it. I don't know if you're a conspiracy person. I don't know. Not necessarily. No. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I, uh, yeah, no. I I mean, I literally haven't even seen it on TV yet. I've been so oh, busy. Oh, so you really like, ain't seen nothing about no, it. No, I just saw the headlines come across well, my phone or whatever. The typical, the typical shooting, uh, he was bullied. He has mental disorder. The smoke grenade, hand grenade. That's my thing. How, you get, how the hell do you get all these goddamn Call of Duty weapons? Mm. Smoke hand grenades? Smoke yeah. grenades? Come. Yeah. Motherfucker, 19 years old with all this goddamn weapons. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, uh, AR, hand grenades, smoke. Come on, man. That's a lot. And you got mental disorder. First of all, how did he buy all that and he got mental disorder? About what? What you saying? How? How? Look at every shooting that happens. It's the same exact story. Mental disorder. Mm Mm-hmm. Hand grenades, smoke grenades. All these motherfuckers has that's retarded against hand grenades mm. and, and the top of the line guns. But but we, everybody we see that gets shot for real got pistols. But these they got money to buy ARs. Mm. That's how I look at it. Yeah, I get my conspiracy from my dad when he passed away. Yeah, I, he he was alive. I never got into it. Okay, but then I realized, yeah, I'm like, bro, I, mean, I can't believe anything the news tell me. Well, no. We learned it about 9-11. Inside job. Mm. Just saying. Yeah. Just saying. Hurricane Katrina. Levees ain't fucking, fucking, fucking rain ain't blow out the levees. My family from New Orleans, so I get like, you oh, know. Oh, okay. So they tell me that shit all, we talk about that all the time. You know, and then these shootings, it's like, come on, man. Like, we were talking about that in class. Like, this shit here is like, I can't believe half the shit that's on TV no more. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't watch it. But. That that's just me, but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk we're gonna talk about what you told me earlier the medical mission. Mm-hmm. What's up? So what you got going on with that? You said it was in Africa. Africa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I do medical missions to Africa with mm-hmm. an organization called Bethel's Global Reach. It's headed by uh, Marcus Holman, um, who is a pastor. He is the missions pastor over at the Church of Bethel's Family. So we mm-hmm. do medical missions all year round. And the ones I've been um, privileged to go on are the ones to Africa. So we've been serving in Angola and Kenya. So it's amazing. And then I, I haven't been. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. My favorite continent. Really? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, what part in Africa you went? Like South Africa, Angola, which is South uh, West Africa, and then Kenya, which is on the East Coast. Really? I always want to go to Africa. You should. The motherland. Mm-hmm. I always want to go. Well, I would tell people, you know, you can't believe everything, like you said, that the media tells you because they paint this picture like Africa is just poverty. And, Mm -hmm. you know, they show you the little boy with the big old stomach and the flies, but they don't show you the kings and queens. They don't show you the mansions. They don't show you how amazing the beaches are, how incredible the food is. They don't show you all that. They show you. They tell you when you get off the airplane, you're going to smell like shit. They tell you everything you think about elephant shit everywhere. I'm like, yeah, no, come on, man. You know me. Oh yeah, I would tell people, don't tell me what you heard. Tell me what you know. Like I've been there and I've seen it for myself. I've been there several times, and oh yeah, it's amazing, absolutely amazing. I want to go. I want. I want to go. Yeah, I I encourage everybody to go. I seen your Instagram too. Like I said, I do. I do some lurking. Mm -hmm. I do some creeping. I can tell you, you you free to the world. Mm -hmm. I can tell you like a free going. I'm a woman. I see it all the time. I like yeah. that, though. 
free yeah. spirit woman. And that's how I'm pretty sure how when you went out to Africa it was like that. How long you was out there? Um, most of the time I go for two to three weeks at a time. Oh, you so you go back like often? Well, I go every year. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Where else you been besides Africa? Like outside the country? Outside oh the country. gosh, India, South America, Asia, all over Europe, Canada, Can you rank Mexico. Them? Can uh, you rank them like so? You got Africa number one. Yeah, Africa's number one for me. Who number two? Well, two through five. Asia. Really? Mm-hmm. What part? Like Hong Kong, places like that. Hong Kong, ain't it like really like just like congested? A lot of, yes. Yeah, there's a lot of people. I mean, no more congested than India. India is like the, it's like New York on steroids. Really? Oh my God. I thought Hong Kong was worse. What they say it. No, ain't nothing close to India. Really? Mm-hmm. And you was out there before, right? Mm-hmm. So Africa, Hong Kong, India. So we're yeah. going for. Five. Well, India's not. No, India ain't. Oh, they're not top no, five. No, no. <laughs> you know, what was on India? Um, just not my flavor. I, uh-huh. It's it's a beautiful place. I mean, yeah, it's barely congested. But I mean, India's India. Um, but yeah, I mean, Europe. I love Europe. Europe is a great place. And London mm-hmm. is overrated to me. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think I would never. I think places now, I if you want to like Paris, Barcelona, Spain, Portugal. No yeah. I don't go to Paris no more. Nah, that's real shit they doing. ISIS, that's real. They ain't no bullshit. They are they actually killing <laughs> out there. Now, I ain't trying to do. I ain't trying to be in part. That's that's real. Mm. I ain't touching Paris. Every goddamn week is some shooting over there. Mm. I ain't touching that. So, yep. Lon- you said London's overrated. Mm-hmm. Really? I think so. I think so. That's just my personal opinion. Yeah, I've been to London at so least you know, twenty you times. That been out. They go around the country, go around the world so many times. I mean, it's a beautiful it's like, place. It's great when the weather's you could, nice. Oh, you could call like ah. I don't like I don't like London. I I'd rather go to Dubai. Yeah. You know, we go around the world so much. Yeah, I mean Dubai is number desert. But it's a great place. The malls are great. The gold is cheap. Great oils. It's like great a lot food. of black people like Dubai. Yeah, it's a lot of black like people. Like a lot of like rappers that. and celebrities like Dubai. I mean, it wouldn't what's not to like about du- Dubai? It's nothing not to like about it. It look good on uh on social media. Mm-hmm. I always think like trying going traveling the world is like expensive. I don't know why. Not oh, I thought like plane tickets was high and hotels and all that. It's really not that bad. Just all in how you budget and I mm. mean and what you like, you know, if you want the luxury and top of the line, you pay for that. If you wanna take a backpack and <laughs> you yeah, know I'm, what I'm, saying? I'm gonna do backpack all my tra- I'm gonna do all my real traveling after I graduate. You okay. know, let me get out of school first and I can go to Mardi Gras and I can go to, mm-hmm. you know, Miami more. I think places I wouldn't want to go to I think New York is overrated for me. Really? I love New York. I just don't think that people, I mean, me personally, like, I, first of all, a couple of things I don't like. I don't like a big crowd. Okay. And I don't like. And see, I'm an extrovert, so I like crowds. I don't like a big crowd. I don't like the cold that much. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And number three, which is like, should have been number one to me, I hate rats. Big ass sewer rats in New York. Are you kidding? Them big ass mutants. Yeah, they they are. Motherfucker, as big as this damn table. God, you could put one rat right here. This thing, right? Half take up half this table. I don't like rats. I know rats is everywhere. I don't like big like big ass rats. Yeah. You know, like you gotta shoot them. You can't just <laughs> you can't just like walk over like oh just, you can know just another day. Mm-hmm. No, you gotta shoot that shit. So that's three reasons why I don't want to go to New York. Congestion. Cold rats. Okay. And Paris. I don't want to go to Paris. Paris is nice. 
too much bullshit going on. ISIS is killing them up. But ain't, ain't, you ain't hear from them lately. Mm-hmm. But there was a point where it was like a lot of Paris is on the news for getting people getting shot up and mm-hmm. ran over. It was people that got ran over by a big ass truck oh, wow. in Paris. It was bad. You don't watch the news a lot, huh? Mm-mm. Yeah, I don't watch it, but it was like so much. You know, you got the news on your phone or your iPhone. Yeah, yeah. I see like the headlines and stuff coming yeah. across my phone. But it yeah. It says ISIS attacked in Paris, terrorist attack. Somebody got ran over by a truck. It was on YouTube and everything. I said, God damn. People getting ran over by army trucks out there. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I don't want to be, I don't want to see that. But a place I do love, L.A., Miami, of course, New Orleans. Okay. That's like second home damn there. But I haven't been to Mardi Gras. That's weird. Really? I know. I know. I always say I'm going to go every year. But next year I'm really going because I'm going to be graduating in December. Okay. So I'm going to go next February. That's good. For sure, for sure. It's a lot of fun. I'm going to go. So you, you go to, you've been to Mardi Gras? Mm-hmm. I've been once. You liked it? Oh, I had a great time. It was fun. Bourbon Street? Mm-hmm. I mean, Bourbon Street is it's great, but. It's cool. That's how I went out. I it's, was out there in August. I mean, yeah. It's like you, you. I'm over bourbon. Yeah. French, you like Frenchmen though? Yeah. Frenchmen. Yeah, Frenchmen is where it's at. The Bywater area, yeah. Yeah, I was out there in August. So I'm going to ask you this before we get out of here. Black Panther. Mm-hmm. I know everybody, I know everybody in this room going to see Black Panther. Oh, yeah. Eventually. Yeah. But you, uh, what was your thought, what was your reaction when you uh, seen the the trailer when it first came out? Oh, I'm, I love it. All black cast, some of my favorite actors. I love Lupita Nyong'o because she's from Who? Kenya. Lupita Nyong'o. How you said it? Nyong'o. Young-o. Mm-hmm. What's the first name? Lupita. Lupita. Mm-hmm. So she's one of my favorite actresses. and uh, But, yeah, to see black people as superheroes because, of course, I mean, you know, when you about see nothing. Time. Yeah, it's like when you see nothing but white superheroes, it's like, can anybody else save the world? And then, so, yeah. yeah. So I'm really excited about it. You said something. I know you, we talked about it earlier. You were uh-huh. talking about the outfits. Yeah, well, I was looking at um, something on, like, you know, uh, Facebook or something, the, the the lady who was designing all the costumes and how a lot of those are modeled after a lot of the tribes in Africa. So mm-hmm. when I was looking at them, I was just like, yeah, you know, I could recognize what tribes that they came from. So yeah. that's, that's crazy. So the movie, so when I'm not watch. So it's very accurate. Really? Yeah, very accurate depictions. I'm glad that Ron Tomatoes gave him 100%. Yeah. You know, they hard as hell on movies. Mm-hmm. I was surprised that yeah. they gave it, like, close to 100%. Like, yeah. damn, thank you. Oh, you yeah. Know, recognize. Yeah, you know? I think it's going to be a phenomenal movie. I think so. It, I don't, when, I seen it, when I seen the trailer, and I seen Michael B. Jordan in it, too, because that's the only actor I knew in a movie going into it. People knew uh, the main character that's on the front of Time magazine. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's his name? Um, he played in he's, he played in the James Brown movie and, and uh, Jackie Robinson. Yeah, yeah. What's I his forget name? his name. What's his name? Damn, with well, a main character. Yeah. You know, people knew him, but I didn't know who that was. And he's getting, like, a lot of, like, pub right now. Mm-hmm. Time Magazine. He went to Howard. You know, so we doing something out here in these streets. Yeah. Yeah. Netflix, yeah, Netflix yeah. is where it's at now. My boy oh, yeah. Smith got the Bright movie. And they try to dog that shit. Like, hey, that was nothing. But it was a good-ass movie. Mm-hmm. It was for everybody. It was for everybody. Okay. Cool. I didn't say it. It was cool. Okay. Oh, you're not really, like, a TV person, though. Not much. So, uh-huh. what's, so what's the day in the life for you? Like a twenty-four hours, like a, a day. Um, prayer, meditation, working out, yoga. I'm mm. usually in a coffee shop or a park working. If I'm not speaking or at a meeting or on a plane, like mm. so, I can count on one hand how many times I watch TV in like a month. Really? Uh huh. That sounds like me. Yeah. 
One of my damn life. What's that? School. <laughs> yeah. Podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Come Madden. Mm-hmm. Madden. <laughs> okay. Yoga. Meditating. I drink coffee too. I drink coffee too. Okay. So one day we could probably yoga, yeah, meditate, yeah. you know, go to get go to the coffee shop. Yeah. I like tea. So when I go to the coffee shop, I'm drinking tea. I ain't drinking coffee. You ain't drinking coffee? Nah. So you go to the coffee shop and don't drink coffee? Mm-mm, drink tea. Really? Mm-hmm. I'm going to know. I'm, 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 I'm going to write that down. So we go to the coffee shop one day. Yeah, yeah. And get some tea. Yeah. What you looking at, man? What you <laughs> looking at me for? We're going we gonna, we gonna to end this show like, we're going to end this show off like that. She, <laughs> you know, the whole day, just mess with me. <laughs> yeah, that's why I should, yeah. You want to get in front of the camera and let people see who you, let people, come on, you want to come over here? I'm back here. That's fine. She's doing work on me. Mm-hmm. This is what I deal with. That's how we're going to end the show. Okay. Real deal with a kill. Seneca Dunmore. Yes. Episode 925. <laughs> we done.